Hey there, welcome to the Stormwater World Podcast. After 10 years in the stormwater industry, I feel like I've only scratched the surface of all there is to learn. I believe there are a lot of people just like me who are curious, but we're all just so busy. So I'm going to ask the questions so we can get the answers together. My name is Ty Garman, and I'm your host. Join me as we learn about what is happening in the stormwater world. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of the Stormwater World Podcast. I am excited about this episode. We're going to talk Ohio stormwater and specifically the Ohio Stormwater Conference, which is a favorite of mine. Uh, today I have with us Harry Stark, and I would like to introduce you all to Harry because some of these things I was unaware of, and so I, I think he would prefer me not to read it, which is another reason. I'm going to read through this man's impressive biography. Uh, Harry Stark is the Director of Public Services and Engineering for the City of Aurora. He's also the Executive Director of Tinker's Creek Watershed Partners, Executive Director of the Annual Ohio Stormwater Conference, and past president of the Ohio Stormwater Association and current board member. Harry has over 31 years of experience in administrative activities and multiple areas of expertise. He has a Bachelor of Science in Biology from the University of South Florida and a Master's in Public Administration from the University of Akron. He has received the Stormwater Professional of the Year from the Ohio Stormwater Association, Distinguished Service Award and Wayne S. Nichols Award from the Water Management Association of Ohio, District Director Service Award from the Ohio Environmental Health Association, and Business Advocate of the Year from the Wadsworth Chamber of Commerce. Harry, thankfully for me, I just know him as Harry. (laughs) Thanks for coming on the pod, sir. How are you today? I'm good, but you know when you have a long bio, it just means you're getting old, right? Um, <laughs> oh, perfect. Does that mean I'm not old? Because I feel it. <laughs> so, so I've I've known you for over ten years now. How how, do, how how does that how does that sound? You've got 31 years of experience. So I guess that still does make me a baby in this program, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's been it's great. It's great to see you again. It's been a while, so no, this is awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we're here to talk about Ohio storm stormwater, but let's talk about let's jump into the conference first. Um, how you know, I don't know if you want to go back. How long has the conference been going on? Maybe let's go just do some let's do some background for folks that may not even be aware. Uh, I know it's sh- shocking is such a great conference, but at the end of the day, it is it is a regional conference. And so there's going to be some folks that that uh, that are are not aware of the conference. So let's go through a little history. And then I think. Let's and then let's go. Um, I think we have to address the pandemic and then how you've made a comeback from there and the things that have changed. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think, you know, uh, back in 2007, um, I had an opportunity to speak at StormCon. And I and I got back to Ohio, was sitting at a bar with two other people because, you know, all good ideas come when you're drinking in a bar. Right? <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> Sitting in a bar, and I was just saying, man, that was such a great event. You know what I mean? Because you got all these people coming together and just talking about stormwater. And I said, we really need to have something like that in Ohio because, you know, how many people can afford to go to StormCon and, and travel and, and do those types, especially in the government world? Right. And... Uh, and we were sitting there drinking, and, and they basically dared me and said, yeah, go ahead, do it, do it. 
you know, um, put it on, you know, kind of the double dog. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and uh, also so, what happens up happens when you have an idea, right? Like you have this <laughs> idea and then you just created all this work for yourself. Congra- congratulations. <laughs> and, yeah. Yay. Yay me. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, you know, just kind of jumped into it, had no idea what I, what the heck I was doing at all. Um, never put anything like that together before. And um, in 2008 was our first conference. This is this year is our 16th conference this May. And, um, you know, I was just hoping maybe 50 people would show up, uh, some exhibitors. And we had we had 400 people show up. Wow. Had, first uh, year, think, 400 people. Yeah, it was like five or well, 50. Five exhibitors or something. It was insane, oh, you know. And, what an and, what an awesome nightmare! If you know, what an awesome nightmare. <laughs> good problem to have, right? And yeah, right. I learned so much from that first event. You know, things not to do ever again, and and um, how to work with people differently um, than I'm, I'm used to. You know, because being in that type of world, you know, you got to try to make everybody happy, which you can't. Uh, but everybody from our sponsors, exhibitors, attendees, presenters, you know, then it became like a huge um, chess match, you know, how for future conferences, how to make it work. Right. So uh, but no, it was it was a great event. We weren't going to do another one. And I was sitting there. I remember I was sitting there on the last day of the conference, exhausted. <laughs> and um, I was approached by uh, the state. Uh, somebody from ODNR, Ohio Department of Natural Resources. They're like, man, this was fantastic. Would you consider doing it again? I'm like, man, I don't know. This is not the best <laughs> time to ask you that question. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but he goes, man, I think if you could move this thing around the state, it would be fantastic. You know, this is exactly what we need to bring people together and really talk about these issues. And that's kind of how it developed, you know. and um, over the years, we've been able to um, have a, I, what I think is, a, is an awesome event. And I take a lot of pride in that. Um, I never wanted it to become just a, a vendor showcase, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, vendors and sponsors and exhibitors are a, a main portion of the event, but you need to have something that brings people to the event. And so, I think we have one hell of an agenda every year. And um, I mean, it's, it's done better than I ever thought it would. You know, so it's, it's been good. It's been good. It's 16 years uh, this May. And, um, you know, this is my conference mode time. Right. Uh, right. Thank you again for being on the pod. Yeah. No, no, this uh, is you're, you're in the midst. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and like you said, I have a full-time job. This is kind of, I do on the side and it's just, um, I just get so in tune to the conference. You know, my, my wife hates conference mode, right? Because I'm, oh yeah, you know, I'm just boom, 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 uh, working on this thing. But, uh, no, it's, it's going to be another good event this year. So, Well, how, how did COVID affect the, the, the conference? And then how did you, what, what did you guys change? What did you, what did you end up keeping from that experience? And then, you know, what does that, yeah. what does that make 2023 look like this year? Yeah. So uh, COVID, like everybody else affected us uh, dramatically. Right. 
Um, obviously, I work with a nonprofit as well, and the nonprofit uh, devastated our finances um, during that time. In the conference, we had to cancel it in May um, 20, May of 20, I mm -hmm. think it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have 20. Yeah, yeah. Um, sounds right. We, we had to cancel it, you know, because, you know, the governor basically shut down the state, couldn't get together. Um, and then we decided to move forward with a all virtual conference. And that was in August of 20. What a nightmare that was. Uh, you know, you're you're talking to a guy that. Uh, I mean, this is, you know, you're, you're involved in your podcast and, and I, I, I am not in that world. And it was trying to put that together was just the most difficult thing uh, I'd ever done in my world. And, um, you know, is it going to work? Isn't it going to work? Uh, we right. had a lot of Te technical difficulties. Potential is high. Yeah, and, you and, know, and chance for failure high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had yeah, problems. And you pulled it off. Sure. And I will, you know, and we we still had. I think, I think for the virtual conference, we had around seven hundred people attend virtually. And that's great. I mean, it was everybody was awesome. Everybody that joined, you know, they knew the technical difficulties that we were having. You know, I might get a text from somebody, hey, I, I can't hear this, you know, which was great because then I could you can you fix, know, it. <laughs> fix it with the company, right? And uh, so what we did after that is we've had a virtual component now with the conference every year, um, which we've thought about doing even before COVID. So I guess right. just you know, forced your hand. It forced yeah. your hand. Said, "Ah, we're doing all right. We're fine. That's just that much more work." And then it, it kind of right. You know, once you once you figured it out, might as well try to keep some part of it, right? Like, yeah. Went through the, so, the, 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 yeah. Yeah. In twenty one, we did a true hybrid event, which was another nightmare in its own complexities. <laughs> but uh, so last year and this year, we're doing basically pre recorded presentations. So what will happen is um, you've been to the event, right? You know, we have yes, sir. Six simultaneous tracks. And I've always heard over the years, you know, there's two great presentations going on at the same time. I don't know which one to pick. Well, right. now on the in the virtual pre-recorded aspect of it, which you can still get CEUs for, um, you know, the presentation that they're showing at at that they're doing at Kalahari at the conference is the same mm -hmm. one that they pre-recorded, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you now have an opportunity to go in and see anything you want. Uh, the it's called Expo Pass is the platform we're using and it, and it tracks everybody when they come on, when they go off. So on the, <laughs> on the CEU side, we can provide that information uh, because oh, nice. believe it or not, you know, there's still entities that are really limiting travel. Um, no, I, I, I don't. That's doesn't. That's not shocking to me at all. Honestly, like, unfortunate, but not shocking. Yeah, and the nice so that's thing good. About, at least you can still provide information to them. That's great. And it's it's actually been nice too because in the virtual pre-recorded sessions, we're actually getting people that have never registered for our conference before that maybe oh, are yeah. three states away. Perfect. Um, always wanted to come, couldn't afford to yep. come, so now they just sign up and get the presentations that way. So. 
So, That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So the numbers are already, the numbers looked, uh, they did well in 2022. I'm assuming you're already trending and you have high hopes for, for this year as well. Yeah. You know, at one point in time, <laughs> um, there was a part of me that wanted to be number one. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. In, yeah, in, sure. In, in sure. The country, right? And, um, you know, we hit a thousand registrations. Uh, I think it was the year before COVID. Uh, which to me was fantastic. I never thought I would get to that point, right? Right. But I think as I'm mellowing out with my old age, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just really concentrating on putting together a good quality show now, right? Sure. But uh, we had, uh, um, oh, what was it last year? You're taxing my memory. But anyways, like this year, we're still thinking maybe 800 in person, uh, nice. I'd love to get back up, you know, in the 900s again. We'll just see how that goes. And then yep. we also have the virtual side of things. We had close to 300 people that just signed up for a virtual only last year. And we had like 700 and it was close to 800 in person. So it was it was a good event last year. And yeah, we're, you know, I just opened up registration and it's funny because People are always emailing me when you open up registration. When you, and it's like, yes, yes, I know. I just have to get through this. You know? <laughs> it, come, it just comes earlier. It comes earlier, earlier every year, like Christmas oh. decorations. Like you got to put yeah. it out earlier and earlier. People are looking for it. Um, th that's awesome. I, I tell you, you know, my two cents, and I'll say, you know, ironically enough, uh, you know, the I did a podcast with um, – StormCon and then Stormwater Solutions and the merger or acquisition of Stormwater Solutions by Endeavor and then the Stormwater Solutions team's taking over um, the StormCon efforts. And um, so I, I um, you know, I gave my opinions on that podcast, which, you know, you know which everybody can go listen to. I, I uh, definitely don't don't hold back and it, it's not a sponsored pod. So, uh, you know, I was a StormCon, you know, very vocal StormCon hater for a while. Uh, and, but they're doing a lot better. It's it came it, it came along last year, and I have really high hopes for them this year. And I, it'll be in Dallas, and so I plan to attend. I also plan to attend the Ohio Stormwater Conference, um, which uh, you know I go back ten years going to that conference. And so again, this is not sponsored in any way, shape, or form. And I can honestly say, from a exhibitor's standpoint, I don't attend a lot of classes. I never have. Um, and I'm sure the content is amazing because that's the only way you're going to get the numbers that you've been able to do over the years. But uh, as a, you know, vendor or exhibitor and sponsor of that conference over the years, it's probably one of the, if not the best run conference. So those listening out there, if you do a conference, you're thinking about a conference or you're responsible for a conference, I'd say it's worth going to Ohio just to see, um, you know, reach out to Harry and, uh, and, and see, you know, how to run a conference because it's always been uh, top notch pricing and, you know, the pricing structures held the line for years and years and years. I don't know how his, you know, they've been able to do that, but that's something you could ask Harry and his team. And uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a well-run conference. And I think the people in Ohio and the other regional attendees that come, uh, I don't, they probably are spoiled. They don't realize because I've crisscrossed the country for 10 years and I've been to some great conferences and I've been to some conferences that I've packed up and left. So kudos to you for being able to have pulled this off consistently since 2007. It's amazing. 
Thank you. No, I so, appreciate that. I really do. Um, yeah. I, you know, there's every year when I go into it, you know, I always tell people, if you have a stormwater or a watershed management issue, and you come to the conference and can't get some type of thought on how to deal with it, then you didn't do it right, right? Because we've got <laughs> a lot, so many people network with so many great professionals. Yeah, We have our sponsors and exhibitors who have an expertise. And then you have all of the presentations that are going on on case studies, and you have people who are really um, – you know, have gone through maybe things that you are dealing with now. And if you can't come away with something, then you just didn't do the event the right way. Oh, I, I hey, and that's the, that's the honest thing. I think the information, the, what is that old saying is the, uh, the, the, the teacher appears when the student's ready. If you're, if you have an issue and you're looking for the answer, you should be able to find it at the conference a hundred percent. So you mentioned, uh, you know, stormwater, uh, and just watershed management in general. Um, I'd like you to share some successes that you've had or that you've seen just to bring kind of where the rubber meets the road for these folks while they, you know, why they should attend or the things that are going on or the things that you've seen in your career that would be beneficial to our listeners. But before we do that, before we do that, I want to, I want to connect some dots and, uh, and tell a story. So we've known each other for going on 10 years. Uh, I used to have a newsletter, which is this is the reinvention of my newsletters, this podcast to get information out there to our stormwater professionals um, so they know what's going on and those that can't attend conferences or whatnot. So that's what I did. A very, I had a consistent newsletter. And um, back in the day, it used to be, you know, your URL. Where, where can people go to register right now? Uh, what's the URL? It's very long. Thank you to you. But uh <laughs> ohstormwaterconference.com. Yes. So, so that will also be in the show notes, folks, so you can register. But it used to be. It used to be OhioStormCon.com. Or, 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 right? OhioStormCon.com, I believe. It was OhStormCon. Right? Oh, yeah. OhStormCon, yes. So in my newsletter, uh, I had put the URL promoting the conference, you know, as I used to promote everyone's conference. And then... Some odd and interesting things occurred. Would you like to share that story on how we got to know each other a little better because of my little baby niche stormwater newsletter, sir? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he, he really gave me a headache. And um, But you made a comment in it that said the Ohio Storm Con is better than the um, National Storm Con, something like that. I can't remember the oh, exact did I? Yeah. Oof, and well, I, I got a call from, um, I can't remember his <laughs> name now, from uh, Forrester. Oh, we don't, yeah, we don't need to name names. We all, people know, okay. I know, I, I can. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, he called me and basically started berating me a little bit and, uh, and was going to give me a cease and desist from you using our URL um, because he said it was, um, we were, um, infringing on his trademark for his URL, uh, <laughs> which I didn't agree with. And so we had some good conversations. I talked to our attorney because we trademarked the name Ohio Stormwater Conference. So, um, and he said, eh, you can fight it. You'd probably win, but do you really want to go through that process? And this happened 
the week before our conference was supposed to to go live, right? It was the week before, which is always a busy week. Um, so we we agreed to change our uh, URL to the ohstormwaterconference.com since that's kind of what our trademark is. So um, so after that, I kind of got a bug up my butt that I wanted to <laughs> compete against that entity and. Um, which I think we did pretty well because their numbers were starting to go down yeah. and our numbers were going up. And uh, I, I think yeah, at the end, you, you, I, you, you, I felt good. Yeah, I, I, you know, I. So my side of that story, I got I got a scathing voicemail. You know, no need to go into details there. Um, I, I may or may not have published like something that apologized for something or whatever that, you know, we apparently did or didn't do that was really within our rights because it was, you know, wh whatever, but it was a funny, but here's the wrap up of that story. Um, I was, mo I did end up confronting that gentleman. And uh, so it, it, his, his scathing voicemail was not nearly as, uh, as, there wasn't as much vitriol when he was standing there in person to me than when it happened. And it's so all of our listeners know that, uh, that gentleman and that all those people are gone. All those people are gone. There is no bad blood between myself, StormCon and nor with, with Harry and StormCon. Um, and so, and, and you can kind of touch on that, what you're going to be doing there. But, um, my end of it is that I'm sitting because the Ohio storm, right, right. It was happened all within a week of the show. So I'm sitting at the Ohio Stormwater conference and unbeknownst to me, I think at that point, I don't know if we'd reached out to each other or not, but then Harry gets up there on stage and says, here's our new URL. And I'd like to thank <laughs> Ty for, for putting me through this hell. And I was like, Oh, and I'm slinking down in my, in my chair. And so I got to go apologize and, uh, and, to you. And so, yeah, no, you know, no, no better way to to get to know you a little better than create absolute chaos on the eve of the conference. So, yeah. but it all worked uh, out. Yeah, and listen, at the end of the day, it it probably upped my game a little bit, and we put on a better show every year. Um, you know, because I had that drive. But uh, you know, yeah, and like as you said, you know, it's all first full circle now. Endeavor um, is is. Um, the entity that is putting on StormCon now and and uh, Ohio Stormwater Solution or not Ohio Stormwater Solutions uh, and I've done right. some work with those guys in the past and and um, you know I'm actually on the abstract review committee uh, for StormCon so it's kind of like you know you come full circle um, back to it but I really hope that uh, Endeavor and the team there uh, is able to to reconnect StormCon to the way it used to be, where it was a lot of great information because you got to bring people in from all over the country, right? And right. Uh, you better make sure you have a good, good agenda. So, yeah, yeah, I've actually been in conversation with them as well, and uh, it's going to be in it's uh, it's going to be in Dallas this year's Ohio Stormwater Conference. Though is in is in Kalahari. It's at the Kalahari Resort. Uh, that will be uh, in Sandusky, Ohio, correct? correct. So all that information will be in the show notes, folks. You can click on those links. Kalahari is a family-friendly resort, just so you know. So if you got that opportunity to bring um, your kids or significant other, you know, it, it's it's just a great opportunity to learn, network, and uh, and enjoy yourself a little bit uh, if you haven't had that opportunity to do so. 
Um, let's let's talk about some successes. Let's actually talk about. I mean, because Ohio Storm, I, I've got uh, clients in Ohio. That it's a it's a it's a well run state, in my opinion. And maybe you know, just from the little bit uh, that I get to see. Uh, so you, you got some some things you'd like to share in regards to to that? You know, or, um, I think this state, as well as many other states, went through this. Um, figuring out phase with some of the new stormwater regulations when they came out in, in the early 2000s. And I think that Ohio has done a lot of it right. Could it be improved? Absolutely, in many areas. But I think that um, working with the Ohio EPA and other entities, you know, there's a really true sense of collaboration in this state, um, which we didn't always have. It's a very strong... <laughs> Home rule state. Um, there used to be a lot of fiefdoms back in the day, but I think people see that there's a lot of issues, a lot of stormwater challenges, which are causing other issues, flooding, watershed degradation. And with the changing of hydrology, especially up here in this state, um, you know, we are seeing larger rain events more frequently. It rains here like it does down in the south now. You know, we don't get many nice, gentle rains anymore. It just, you know. <laughs> you are well, correct, sir. It, it, it pounds us or we get nothing for months. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've been going through a huge learning curve in how to deal with some of the changing hydrology. But I think one of the biggest things that I've seen is the collaboration. You know, people are coming, entities, organizations, public, private, coming together um, when there are issues trying to come up with, with solutions, you know, um, for me in the city of Aurora, um, small little community, you know, um, 17,000 population, it's a urban rural area, a lot of stormwater issues here. You know, I, when I started here, you know, six years ago now, you know, wow, has it been six years since you've been there in Aurora? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. See, time flies as you get older. It does. It does. It does. Um, it <laughs> you know, we, we have been trying to address these issues. We just completed a, um, a stormwater model for the entire community. Um, Strand Consulting did it. They did a great job for us uh, with a list of all the projects that we could do to help <laughs> alleviate, you know, um, future flooding and other issues that we have. Um and, you know, the list is like this, right? It's huge. But, um, you know, we're we're actively looking at, you know, implementation of a lot of that or dealing with uh, some wastewater issues because, you know, stormwater affects wastewater at times if you're getting infiltration. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I think uh, one of the takeaways there is, you know, there are communities like us doing the same thing. You know, how do we solve these problems? You know, instead of just saying it's an unfunded mandate, we're just going to ignore it. Communities are actually trying to look at how do we solve it. And EPA has been okay, uh, you know, working with, um, um, looking at opportunities that are out there. There's, you know, being in the Great Lakes, um, you know, a lot of funding. You know, we have um, the ability to go after uh, some of it. You have to be unique in how you want to use it because sometimes you can't just use it for stormwater. Uh, but if you wrap it around some type of a, a stream restoration or a, a floodplain 
project, you know, and that's kind of a side effect that, you know, you can get through some of that, but um, no, it's coming to where I am today, you know, 31 years in the state of Ohio. Um, and again, I don't know how I ever got here from Florida, but, you know, 31 years in the state of Ohio to see where we were and where we are now. I mean, you can actually see uh, changes and, and uh, progressions and a lot of uh, positives, uh, more positives than negatives, you know, in, right. over the years. Right. Um, well, the whole thing, of course, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a very good historian, but, you know, if we go all the way back to the river on fire back in the day that everybody likes to teach the 101. Now we fast forward to 2023 and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I, you know, I just think about it. What, if you want to give any thoughts or, or you can completely, you know, pass, but now we go to 2023 and then we've got the train derailment. Um, anything, you got any opinions on that or has it affected you guys or anything going on that, that, yeah, I, I mean, your thoughts, I guess, just in general on, on what, because that's a, that's a bigger issue than just stormwater, obviously, yeah. but it is, but it yeah. is in the water. You know? Oh, absolutely. And one thing I want to say before I get off of the pros, you know, um, I, oh, I, sure. Would, sure. I would be remiss on this one topic <clears throat> is, um, obviously in Northeast Ohio, uh, we have the Northeast Ohio Regional Sewer Districts and they okay. have, they, you know, they, they have implemented a, a true stormwater utility for, you know, 50 plus communities. And they are really looking at how do they deal with stormwater issues, watershed management issues on a regional basis rather than just by community. So I think that's another <laughs> Excuse me. huge benefit to this region. Gotcha. Um, going back, you know, yeah, the burning of the river, you know, insane, right? I mean, right. Uh, to go back and, John Hardig. John Hardig is a um, historian, I guess, of the Great Lakes, uh, and he's going to be speaking again at the conference this year. But to hear him tell stories and show photos of the Great Lakes back in the day where you could basically walk across the river on just, you know, debris, and uh, it was insane. Oof. I mean, he's, okay. he's shown some amazing wow. photos to me. And to, to come now where the Cuyahoga River is, you know, a destination, you know, kayaking. Yeah. In, uh, uh, they have a tiki barge out on it now that uh, I'll be going on this summer sometime uh, to try. Nice. nice. But, um, you know, they never had that back in the day. And then now you deal with, you know, I'm going to put my watershed hat on for Tinker's Creek. You know, you deal with train derailments. You're dealing with uh, other issues where, um we have another issue in our watershed with some slag um, getting um, uh, causing impairments to get into the creek. You know, we're trying to deal with that. I mean, it's just you would think we we came to a place, you know, from the 70s till today where regulations are better. And listen, I'm not a huge regulation guy, um, but <laughs> you still need to protect the environment. Right. And um, sure. when you have a train derailment that has done what it has. Uh, and, and again, who knows the true information? I don't know. You know, this is a, yeah. a guy who's an hour and a half away from where it is. Okay. Um, you know, you hear what the EPA is saying, you hear what um, the residents are saying. I mean, it's just a terrible situation. Nobody should have to go through that, you know? Right. Um, 
I and just, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. It just, no. it, it's kind of, it's kind of ironic. It all started in Ohio to a degree. And then, you know, you fast forward, whatever it's now 50 years. And here we are with this issue. Um, but that probably leans into a whole different podcast of infrastructure that we have across the country that we need to deal with. Infrastructure but, uh, in this country is in terrible, just it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not an engineer, but I'm surrounded by him. It seems like on a daily sure. basis. And, and everybody says the same thing. We, we kick the can down the street, um, a little too long and, uh, and our, and our kids are going to have to figure it out. And I hate that. I mean, um, in my little community, you know, I've got old sanitary lines, you know, storm lines. A lot of them are really bad. Right. I mean, roads, I mean, you name it just in this little town, how just, you know, and we're not the only ones, you know, it's All right. Well, I, I, I mean, and again, we could probably talk for hours on that, but let's, let's leave it on a positive note. Uh, Harry, uh, the, the conference is, is May, May 10th to the 12th. Is yes, that right? This year, May 10th. Yeah. Just this year, it's a little bit different for those people okay. who have been there before, you know, typically, uh, the 10th is tours, um, some certification classes during the day, and then we kind of right. go out and have fun that evening. Well, this year, um, our keynotes are going to be Wednesday night, uh, the 10th. So it's going to start at 5 o'clock um, okay. p.m., uh, go for a couple hours, and we're going to have a nice reception um, in the exhibit hall um, for a couple hours. And then the next day, we start right at 8.30, right into sessions. Um, so it's a little bit different. So we... We want to make sure people know that because I don't want them showing up <laughs> morning and, and not realizing that it actually started Wednesday evening. Ah, uh, gotcha. Hear that, people? All you veterans of the Ohio Stormwater Conference, read your agenda. <laughs> so all and those your links emails. will. Nobody and your yes, and your, yeah, and your yeah, and your emails. Oh my goodness! So if you want to connect with Harry, you can find him on LinkedIn. You can look him up there. That'll that'll be linked in the show notes as well. Um, Harry, final thoughts. What would you, what else would you like to share regarding stormwater, the conference, you know, life in general, the best place to get the best beer in Ohio, whatever's on your mind <laughs> as we, oh as God. we close out, as we close, as we close out, sir. That's another, that's another show right here on beer. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm open. <laughs> we can, you know, if the, no, no clean water, no good beer. So it, it all ties oh, yeah. in, sir. So I hit. Every year, uh, Tinkers Creek Watershed <laughs> Partners does an event called Drinkers for Tinkers because we are protecting the number one ingredient in beer, right? Water. That's right. That's right. And, uh, so we do that every October, and uh, that's always a great time. <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. How's that? I know. I got to figure out how. I got to figure out a way to get to. The, I see, and I get that email, and I can't. It's not, it doesn't connect to the conference, and so I, I just have to. I just have complete fear of missing out every year when I see those emails. I'm like, I got to just go to, I'm just going to come to Ohio and just randomly show up so I can be part of that event. Harry, thank you so much for being uh, on the pod today. I appreciate your time. Best of luck with the conference this year. I'll see you there. I will be there and I'm looking forward to it. So again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Stormwater World Podcast. Do you have something you'd like to discuss? Do you have an opposing opinion regarding something you heard during this episode? Let's talk about it. Click on the link in the show notes to sign up for a future episode. I'd love to visit with you about what's happening. 
and how you see things unfolding in your stormwater world.